Why would anyone have cosmetic surgery 3,000 miles from their home? Well, you can only begin to imagine the problems that can come up. Today, we're going to be talking about plastic surgery vacations. Well, this is Plastic Surgery in the Air, and I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. If you're on the Long Island Expressway thinking about your eyelid lift you're having next week, give me a call. Or if you're up in Highland Falls and had liposuction last month but are not sure what the lumps in your thighs are, call for your free consultation. Or if you're in Bedminster and are wondering how you can hide those first few wrinkles, this is the show for you. You can call and ask me questions about cosmetic surgery at 212-528-0129. The consultation with me is free. Well, good evening. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon with offices in the Princeton and Bridgewater areas of New Jersey. For the next half hour, we'll be talking about one of America's favorite topics. No, it's not football, not basset hounds. We're going to talk about cosmetic surgery. Again, you can call and ask me questions about cosmetic surgery at 212-528-0129. Remember, on this show, anything about cosmetic surgery is fair game. We're not a a general medical show. Don't call me about your prostate problems. Don't call me about your blood pressure problems. That's for Dr. Vanini tomorrow at 4. Call me about your droopy eyelids, your chubby hips, your small chin, or your overstretched tummy. That's what we'll talk about on this show. Now, remember, I'm going to be giving general advice on this show, but I can't give specific medical advice without examining you. If you've got a medical issue, you're going to need to see your own doctor. Well, let's get down to business. Imagine taking a vacation and going to an exotic, warm location. How about an all-inclusive trip that includes maybe the hotel, meals, and incidentally, a facelift? Countries that don't have flush toilets for average citizens are now becoming cosmetic surgical destinations. Mexico, Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, Thailand, Peru, India, and African countries are hosting cosmetic surgery and are actively recruiting patients. Well, if you think about this, it's, it's really ridiculous. I'm not saying that there aren't good plastic surgeons in these countries. Certainly there are. And there are good nurses and good operating rooms all over the world. But how do you know how good the surgeon is? In the United States, you can check up on your surgeon. You can find out where he or she trained, whether he's been sued for malpractice, and whether there's been any action taken against his license. You can easily find out this information in the United States, but how do you find it out if you go outside the country? Well, some plastic surgery vacation packages don't even tell you the name of the plastic surgeon. A travel agent screens most people and decides whether they're appropriate for surgery. I can just see the back room of a travel agency. Well, let's see now. Is this person an appropriate candidate for a facelift? Check to see if her credit card goes through. Okay, it did? Good. She's a candidate. Could it really be far from this? Well, I mentioned on the last show that I had a patient who had nothing but trouble after having surgery in Peru in August, and she's on the phone now as a guest. Mary, are you there? I'm there. I'm here. Hi. Uh, Thank you for being on the show. Mary, I understand that you had surgery in August in Peru, and why don't you tell us what you had done? Okay. Um, Well, I had a a face 
you know, a facelift, uh, which consisted of a brow lift and also uh, a breast lift. And you had some other things, too, because if you recall, I saw you shortly after you came back from uh, Peru, and you had all sorts of problems. You had a brow lift, if you remember, yes. and you had your skin was sort of bunched up in your scalp afterwards, and, right? and you had some problems with that. Uh, I believe your forehead was paralyzed. Is that true? Yes. Well, uh, I have injury to both the facial nerves that control the forehead muscle, uh, the left one is still paralyzed. The right one, you know, is returning. And just uh, a problem with my upper eyelids. And I have folds of the skin in the scalp with open wounds, and I have loss of hair in the scalp from the brow lift. Uh, I still have an open wound in the center of the scalp um, that has buried hair causing a cyst that will require surgery. It was just a uh, a very poorly done facelift with so many problems, I can't even begin to tell you. <gasps> and I know, and it's still going on. It's been four months since your surgery yes. now. Right. Uh, why did you have surgery in Peru? Why didn't you have it in the United States? Well, actually, I was recruited. Um, a friend who claimed to be a doctor um, actually recruited six of us, and... Uh, the three of us had gone, um, but let me just say one thing. Please, anyone, do not consider having anything done out of the United States. It's been such a horror for me. Uh, I just can't begin to even tell you all the horrors. Well, I remember that you told me uh, that all your surgery was done at once. You had the brow lift, the eyelids, and your eyelids are, are an unusual shape now, and right. I think that bothers you. And um and your significant other, if I recall. Yes. And, uh, and you also had a facelift with not a particularly good result. And even more troubling, you had a, a breast reduction, which was 15 years after having breast cancer. And um, you had uh, something taken out of your breasts, and yes. we've been having a, a very difficult time trying to get a pathology report to find out whether or not this is benign or, or tissue or just what it is. Right, yes. Uh, and part of the problem is that the doctor speaks Spanish and you speak English. Yes. Uh, I have emailed him twice uh, um, after the person who uh, took us to Peru. To I begged her. I said, you know, it, it's my life. I, I need this information. And she just, uh, I've called her twice this week and uh, no return phone calls. So it, it, it's really a problem, um, and all the suffering that I have done uh, because of going to Peru, I, I just can't even tell you all the suffering that took place. So, I well, I know, and, and it's been a real big problem. But we're going to get you. Uh, yes, we're going to get you fixed up. And, if it wasn't uh, for Dr. Perry, you know, helping me along. Uh, I felt like taking a gun to my head and shooting myself, no, you know. No, no, no. We're not we're not going to go uh no. <laughs> go there, but you know the the lure of a uh, surgical vacation really is the price. And uh, and I'm sure we haven't really talked about uh the difference in the price in Peru and mm -hmm. the United States, but I know that uh you are actually a travel agent and and I know there's a faceliftmexico.com advertises a facelift, an eyelid lift, and an optional brow lift for $6,000. Well, 
In the United States, this would probably cost well over $10,000 just for the surgical fees, no less the uh, the fee for the facility and the anesthesiologist. Well, I'm all for saving money on a car or a television, uh, but medical procedures are not the place to cut corners. Oh, oh definitely. Um, I can't stress that enough. After going through this, I certainly will be an advocate, you know, an advocate not to, not to do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and the New York City Department of Health counted 19 serious infections in people traveling just to the Dominican Republic for cosmetic surgery in a 10-month period in 2003 and going into 2004. And that's in New York City alone. Can you imagine what's going on, on around the country? Oh, I, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And there are people out there recruiting all the time. Not only um, did this friend recruit six of us, I, also my beauty parlor where I go, uh, there was a person in there uh, recruiting. Look at my body. This is what I had done. You know, go to Columbia. You know, so it, it, it's widespread, believe me. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, and, and as we've spoken about, I'm not sure that's entirely legal to have recruiting in the United States. But, Mary, thank you very much for telling your story. Uh, I appreciate it, and I think uh, the listeners to this show also will appreciate it. Uh, plastic surgery is not entertainment, and it is not something to be taken lightly. Uh, in uh, in Mexico or in Peru or around the world, again, the surgeon may be a great surgeon, but, but how really do you know? All the checks and balances that your tax dollars buy for you in the United States might not exist in those other countries. In fact, surgery in a distant region is a very dicey proposition. Just think about this. If you were to have surgery in another country and developed a complication after you came back to this country, what then are you going to do? Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. it's. If it, I didn't find you, Dr. Perry, I don't know um, what I would have done. I mean, you have helped me so much. And, uh, I mean, I came home to do nothing but suffer. I had no one to help me. And and that's such an important thing. I I... I didn't know what to expect from this, and I didn't know what was going to take place with myself and, and no one to turn to until I finally um, found you. Well, well, that's good, and we're going to get you back on the right track. Well, thanks for calling again. Thank you. And uh, we are going to be able to take phone calls in just a few minutes. The phone number here again is 212-528-0129. That's 212 212- Five two eight zero one two nine. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and we'll be back with plastic surgery in the air after these announcements. Breakthrough medical research, originally conducted to help doctors heal skin wounds, has shown that copper plays an important role in healthy, firm, radiant skin. The Neova Therapy family of products captures the benefits of copper using a unique delivery system called GHK Copper Peptide, delivering copper deep into the skin. Research has shown that copper is an essential component for collagen in elastin production, and clinical studies demonstrate that GHK Copper Peptide decreases the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, and skin blotchiness, while 
while increasing skin firmness and tone in as little as two weeks. Neovatherapy products benefits all skin types and all ages. And when used as part of a medically supervised approach to anti-aging skin care, you'll never look better. The results are clearly visible. Available through physicians, Neovatherapy brings the power of GHK copper peptide to your anti-aging skin care program. Call 888-593-SKIN today to find a physician near you or visit our website at copperpeptide.com to see the products for yourself. You'll be glad you did. W-O-R. At the Manhattan Center for Vaginal Surgery, we understand that there are real medical issues that are important to many women but are difficult to discuss with your physician. We are here to help. Our board-certified gynecologist can restore you to a pre-pregnancy state improving sexual function. Cosmetic genital surgery can improve your appearance and self-esteem. At the Manhattan Center for Vaginal Surgery, we specialize in surgeries to make you look and feel your best. Call us for a consultation at 212-308-4988 and visit our website at centerforvaginalsurgery.com. And this is Plastic Surgery in the Air. I'm your host, Dr. Arthur Perry. We're going to be taking some phone calls now, and there are still some lines open. You can call 212-528-0129. That's 212-528-0129. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about the new wrinkle fillers. We now have more than just collagen and fat. We have things such as Restylane, Radius, Sculptra, and even silicon. some people are injecting into the face to help with wrinkles. And so next week's show will be dedicated to that topic. Well, we have several callers now. We have Eileen on the line. Eileen, I understand you want to talk about early signs of aging. Yes. Um, am I on the air? Yes, you are. Okay. You're... My name uh, is Eileen. I'm 53 years old. And uh, I'm beginning to show, uh, I show signs of sagging that is quite distressing to me around uh, my jawline, the lower part of my face. The upper part of my face is fine. Um, I have no problems with wrinkles or radiance, though I do have expression lines that are softened, that I soften with retinol successfully. My question to you is, uh, what do you think of these over-the-market firming creams uh, that are sold on the high end? that are uh, department stores that are uh, very new with new concepts, such as Patricia Wexler's MMPI Regenerous Cream. And um, also, what are the best firming products? Because I do not expect miracles, but I would like just a touch of firming. Sure, sure. And that's a great question. And the very first thing you should be thinking about when wrinkles start to occur is a good skin care program. We think about uh, a skin care program first, and then we think about maybe office procedures at a later time, and then surgery when nothing else will help. It is a very, very difficult question as to what to use on the skin. There are so many creams out there. There are so many advertisements out there, and it's very, very difficult to know what to do. Certainly, there are some very well-proven methods of wrinkle reduction, and the very first one was Retin-A, and you said that you're taking retinol, and retinol is very similar to Retin-A, and recent studies actually do show that Retin-A and retinol are very similar drugs. And make no mistake about it, these are drugs for the skin, even though they're skin creams, and retinol can be purchased without a prescription. 
But it's uh, retinol is a very, very good drug. And what it does is it increases the thickness of the skin. It does that by stimulating the formation of collagen. Now, collagen is the structural layer of the skin. It's what leather is made of. And it declines, its production declines, and it thins as you age. And so by 53, your skin is beginning to thin. And Retin-A or Retinol are two agents that can stall that and even increase the thickness of the collagen. So that's one very important thing that retinol does. Another thing it does is it increases the production of elastin. Elastin is the fiber in the skin that allows your skin to stretch and snap back fast. If you're a 15-year-old, if you lift your skin up, it snaps right back down. But by the time you're 53, Eileen, as you know, it begins to show some signs where it takes a while to sit back down. And by the time you're 80, it'll stay up there for quite a while. So retinol will also, it'll increase the collagen, it'll increase the elastin, it will increase the water content of the skin. So it's a very good moisturizer for the skin. It also decreases brown pigmentation of the skin, and um, it uh, in about 20% of people will decrease wrinkles. So that's a first line, and I have most of my patients on a Retin-A type of a drug. And then there are other things out there, as you've discovered. Uh, there are things that are proven and things that are not have not been proven, uh, things that are called the alpha-hydroxy acids or the glycolic acids are probably the second line of skincare products. Now, these are exfoliants, so they will decrease the thickness of the dead layer of skin, and it makes your skin look smoother and better. The newer generation of alpha-hydroxy acids, uh, something called polyhydroxy acids, also have antioxidant properties in them. So not only are they exfoliants, but they are antioxidants. They also stimulate the formation of collagen like the retinol drugs. So that's a good one. Another thing that has been proven to have benefit is vitamin C. Now you can't eat enough vitamin C to get high levels into your skin because what happens is when you get beyond about 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, you simply urinate it out. And vitamin C is very light sensitive. So as soon as you step into the sun, the vitamin C in your skin gets destroyed. So what we have to do is put vitamin C on the skin in a cream form or in a serum. And we have to put it on twice a day. Vitamin C increases collagen. It's that structural layer of the skin. And it also increases the elastin, which is the stretchy layer of the skin. So those are three of the things that are absolutely proven to work. There are some very new creams out there. There are hexapeptides, which are under study now. Whether they work or not, uh, well, we're not quite sure. They certainly work in a test tube. And so when these drugs are placed in a test tube, they cause the stimulation of collagen. So collagen is pumped out of the cells that make uh, that make uh, that make the collagen. However, we're not sure yet because the studies really haven't been done whether or not they work in a clinical situation, which means do they really make a difference? One of the things that we have to be careful of is when you see a product that might have a very expensive price tag on it, it might also have some known agents like retinol in it. And you don't really know whether it's retinol that's doing the, the um, wrinkle reduction or whether it's the very expensive cream. So those are the creams. The other things, when you hit 53 and you have gels, honestly, those creams aren't going to make a difference. What you'll need is something like either liposuction, 
which reduces the fat in the gel, or one of the new less invasive procedures such as the barbed sutures, which might be able to lift the gel, or honestly, it might be time for a facelift. I try and put off a facelift for as long as possible, but uh, at 53, it may be your time. We're going to be uh, going to a few more commercials. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll be back with plastic surgery in the air after these messages. Neostrata patented skincare products are beneficial in improving the visible signs of aging or sun-damaged skin and in the treatment of various skin conditions such as acne, dry skin, and hyperpigmentation. Neostrata advanced skincare products from the originators of Alpha and Polyhydroxy Technology. W-O-R Cosmetic surgery can slow or reverse the changes of aging. It can give you a more attractive appearance. Dr. Arthur Perry, the host of Plastic Surgery in the Air, is a board-certified plastic surgeon with offices in the Princeton and Bridgewater, New Jersey areas, a short ride from New York City. He specializes in cosmetic surgery and has a particular interest in rhinoplasty, eyelid surgery, and body contouring procedures such as liposuction and tummy tucks. To schedule a consultation with Dr. Perry, call 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. And check out his website at perryplasticsurgery.com. And this is Plastic Surgery in the Air. I'm your host, Dr. Arthur Perry. We've got some open lines now, and you can call your questions in at 212 212- Five two eight zero one two nine. That's two one two five two eight zero one two nine. And during the week, you can also email me at radio show. That's radio show at periplasticsurgery dot com. And we'll try and get to your questions the next week. Well, we have some emails that came in over the week, and uh, one of these was an interesting one. It's a doctor. My mother had breast cancer, and I have very small breasts. Is it safe to have breast implants? We spoke last show about breast implants. There's really no question that breast implants block mammograms, and that's one of the biggest issues with breast augmentations. And you have to think very, very carefully before putting in implants in your breasts that will make it more difficult to check your breasts. I recommend that if someone has a breast augmentation and they're going to be blocking their breast with an implant, they really have to commit to having an MRI afterwards. And the MRI has to be the same schedule that it would be uh, if they were to have mammograms. And that means whether it's 35 or 40 years old, whatever your family doctor or gynecologist says, uh, instead of having a mammogram or along with a mammogram, you should have an MRI. The downside of MRIs is that they're expensive. They cost about $1,000. And this probably won't be covered by your insurance. Interestingly, it's actually easier to examine breasts that have implants. There's a platform behind the breasts, and so physical examination is easier. And when women do get breast cancer, if they are unfortunate to get breast cancer with implants in, the studies have shown that the cancers are not more advanced than in patients that don't have, uh, that don't have implants. Now, we've got some phone calls coming in. We've got David on the line who wants to talk about a nasal reconstruction. David, are you there? Yes. Hi, Dr. Perry. What can I do for you, David? Uh, My nose was done about three years ago. In fact, it was done by you. 
and uh, it's probably been broken four to five more times, and it's crooked. Again, now my question is to you, if I have rhinoplasty again to try and straighten it out, is it going to make my nose weaker and more susceptible to breaking easier? Or, you know, I have two rough young children that are four and two, and we tended to have a tendency to play rough. And, uh, you know, uh, I was just wondering if it's going to make it more susceptible. Well, David, first, you have to stop breaking your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's five or six times. That's, that's, that's a lot. Now, the nose is the most easily broken bone in right. your body. In fact, I remember maybe about 10 years ago watching my daughter break my wife's nose before my eyes when she was an infant, and she sat up and hit her nose, and it was probably the only opportunity I've had to fix a broken nose within about a minute of the uh, fracture from occurring. Most people, it takes several hours. By the time you get to the emergency room, uh, there's so much swelling, but we do try and push the bones back into shape. If you've allowed your nose to heal into the crooked position, then yes, we have to do another rhinoplasty. And what that means is uh, in a rhinoplasty, we make cuts in the bone to reposition the bones towards the midline. Uh And at this point, I don't know what your septum is doing. The septum is a structural support of your nose, and when you fractured your nose, right, right. you can shift the septum off of the bones, and right. that can be tilted, and sometimes we have to operate on the septum also. So, David, the first thing you need to do is stop breaking the nose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I think you know my young children, so you know I'm very susceptible to having my nose broken. Yeah. So, but, uh, okay, thank you. Well, uh, thanks for I... calling in. Okay, Dr. Perry. We've got Alan on the line. Alan, uh, you want to talk about drooping eyelids. Yeah, I have a drooping right eyelid. I'd like to know what's the procedure in uh, doing well with droopiness. Okay, it's one eyelid, Alan? Only one eyelid. Of course, I had uh, a cornea uh, procedure done in there, and the, and the eyelid has been drooping. I'd like to know what could be done about it. Okay, and it sounds like you've got what's called ptosis. That's spelled P. T-O-S-I-S, as opposed to just extra skin on the eyelids. Is that correct? Uh, probably. I mean, it, it, after, the, after the cornea transplant, the droop eye was drooping. Right. Okay. This is actually not really a cosmetic problem. It's a really a reconstructive problem. And there are some plastic surgeons that take care of things like this, but most most uh, of these problems are taken care of a type of surgeon called an oculoplastic surgeon. And that's an ophthalmologist that has had specialized training in eyelid surgery. Because what has happened to you is that in some way the muscle has been injured. And the muscle has to be tightened, shortened, or there are a number of different procedures to actually lift the eyelid. Because in a, proce- in a uh, condition such as yours, it can actually block the vision. Is your vision blocked? No, it's not blocked, but I don't get the full benefit of my vision. I don't get all the light coming in. Sure, then it is I being... I have to uh, position my head, you know, to look and so on. Mm-hmm. It is being blocked if, uh, if you say that you're not getting enough light in. And so what I would do is visit an oculoplastic surgeon. If you have an ophthalmologist, that's an MD eye doctor, that doctor will refer you to the appropriate surgeon. And uh, it's an outpatient procedure under local anesthesia, and it's a relatively routine procedure, and that's what you'll need to do. Okay? We've got some more emails. Uh, One that came in earlier this week said, Doctor, I had Botox injected between my eyebrows last week, and it hasn't worked yet. Am I immune to it? Botox is an 
unbelievably popular drug, and it's used to paralyze muscles and decrease wrinkles, usually in the forehead, the wrinkles between the uh, eyebrows, the crow's feet, and the forehead. I did Botox just this last week on the bands of the neck. Actually, that was uh, one of the first times that I've done that because most people are not appropriate candidates for that, but this particular person was a perfect person. She was young and had just early banding, and we thought that it was better to do Botox than actually to do surgery. But in answer to your question, um, Botox takes anywhere from two days to two weeks to work. Uh, most people, it's about five, six days. But if you're only a week after Botox, give it some more time. Interestingly, 7% of people do not react to Botox, but when we give them Botox a second time, it does work. No one really understands that, but uh, the second time it works, and usually it will work after that. So it's kind of funny, but uh, I think that Botox is one of the most valuable drugs we have now in plastic surgery, and in fact, it's replaced uh, the surgery to remove the muscle between the brows, which was done probably uh, very commonly 10 years ago or so. Now Botox is very simple and very easily done. I don't believe in Botox parties, though. Stay away from those. Botox is not a form of entertainment. It is a medical procedure with all the risks of any other medical procedure. Well, next week, as I said earlier, we are going to be talking about the new wrinkle fillers. We're going to be talking about things like collagen and things like fat grafting. We're going to talk about Restylane, Radius, Sculptra. Again, you can call me in my office if you didn't get in to call me today. And my number is 732-422-9600. If you want to email a question to me during the week, I will try and get to it next week. And the email address again is radioshow at periplasticsurgery.com. Thank you very much for listening this week. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and this has been Plastic Surgery in the Air on WOR.